You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show comes to you on Friday, March 27, as we wrap up another week with uh, of free agency and another week of, of the, the offseason in the NFL. A few minor signings to talk about for the Giants this week. Added a couple of of players. They added wide receiver kick returner Corey Coleman. They added running back Dion Lewis. Giants also added XFL cornerback Drayvon Eskew Henry, who happens to be a cousin of Darrell Revis. Just you know, minor signings. This is what what you get into at this point in free agency guys who who might have a role guys who could be useful guys who who provide depth in various places i was glad to see the giants bring back Corey coleman kick returner wide receiver and at this point i'm not sure what coleman will bring the giants as a wide receiver you know he's been a little bit hit and miss throughout his career been a bit of a disappointment as the 15th overall pick, you know, of the Cleveland Browns a few years back, but Coleman is still a guy who provides a lot of speed, you know, some playmaking ability. He's a guy who did a really, really good job in 2018 for the Giants as a kick returner, and, and that's a role where, or a spot where the Giants did kind of struggle last year. They went through a lot of guys. Corey Ballantyne did a good job for a little while. Then the Giants moved on from him, you know, when they started to use him more defensively. Uh, Cody Latimer is a guy who who had some opportunities. Latimer now with the Washington Redskins. But, you know, kick return, even punt return, where Coleman, you know, was was maybe, you know, going to get some opportunities late in the season in 2018. You know, those are areas where the Giants have really struggled to find one guy who could hold down those roles the last uh, the last few seasons maybe Coleman can uh, can establish himself as the the Giants primary return man maybe he can add some some playmaking ability with his speed you know as a, as a fourth or fifth wide receiver you have to have depth you have to have you know guys who can fill specific roles for you and, and maybe Coleman can do that for the Giants he's still a guy with a lot of athleticism a lot of speed so I was happy to see him, you know, get an opportunity to come back and and, and show, uh, you know, whether or not he can help the the Giants in the 2020 season. 
Deion Lewis, obviously a guy very familiar to head coach Joe Judge, you know, from their days together with the New England Patriots. A little bit older at this point, I believe this will be Lewis's age 30 season coming up. Maybe not the explosive player that he used to be. Still, though, a useful backup for Saquon Barkley, a guy who can catch passes, a guy who can block, you know, pass protect. If you check out the uh, the film study that Nick Filato did for us on Lewis, you see examples of his ability to pass protect. You see examples of how useful he can be, you know, as a as a as a receiving threat. So uh, you know, check that out if you haven't. But again, a useful signing. It's been kind of obvious for a while that the Giants have been down on Wayne Goleman. The, the Pat Shermer coaching staff was down on Goleman. Um, I'm not really sure why, but it seemed like they never really gave him, you know, a full a full fledged opportunity. And, and it would appear, you know, with the signing of Lewis, it would appear that that Goleman is is not going to be a, a guy that. Uh, that the new Joe Judge coaching staff is going to lean on heavily either. So hopefully the the Lewis signing, which was for one year, um, which you know that's a good idea, just a short contract, not an expensive one. You know, give Barkley some some rest and support, and and add to the Giants' ability to pass protect for Daniel Jones in critical situations. That's something where. Where Saquon Barkley, as great a player as he is, that's something where he struggled last year. So maybe in certain situations, Lewis can help in that area. The the other signing, uh, cornerback Drayvon Askew Henry. Uh, I really don't know anything about him. Again, our own Nick Filato did a film study that that dropped on Thursday morning. Please check that out. A guy who. Uh, has some ability to play in the slot, guy who has maybe some ability to play deep safety. He's done both of those things in the past. Guy who should compete uh, in the in the slot for the Giants, you know, a spot where we know that they struggled mightily a year ago with uh, with Grant Haley, who's a terrific run defender, but a guy who struggles in coverage. And Corey Ballantyne playing there as a rookie, a guy who probably is a better outside corner guy who had never played in the slot and often looked overmatched. I'd love to see the Giants actually give um, Corey Ballantyne an opportunity to get back out on the outside and, and compete for some time there, maybe as an extra defensive back in some situations, you know, maybe as the as the third corner, you know, com- to compete maybe with Sam Beal, you know, for uh, you know for time behind. James Bradbury and DeAndre Baker, who will be your your likely starters on the outside for the Giants. All right, Giants fans, you know we know that uh, as the Giants have tried to build their defense through free agency, a couple of the players that they signed came from the Green Bay Packers. That would be you know inside linebacker Blake Martinez and edge rusher Kyler Fackrell. I had an opportunity to speak with Evan Western of SB Nation's Acme Packing Company about what both of those guys might bring to the New York Giants. So let me play that interview for you now and uh, as we try to learn some things about uh, two of the newest Giants. 
All right, Giants fans, I'm joined now by Evan Western of SB Nation's Acme Packing Company, which covers the uh, the Green Bay Packers. And I asked Evan to, to come on to uh, talk about uh, a couple of the, the free agents that the Giants uh, recently signed, meaning uh, linebacker Blake Martinez and edge defender Kyler Fackrell. Evan, thank you uh, very much for spending some time. Yeah, my pleasure. It's uh, it was good hanging out with you a little bit in Indy, and uh, always happy to talk uh, current and former Packers. There you go. You know, it's interesting. I think you and I and a couple of other SB Nation folks were were in Indy, and and weirdly, you know, we're working in this great big ballroom, and I I didn't I didn't get to meet everybody, but it was nice to it was nice to to run into you and and get to to meet another uh, SB Nation uh, writer. Yeah, same here. That's uh, the networking piece of of that event is always one of the best best parts of it. So it's always a good time to to get to know other people around the network. We we work in one of those weird, you know, weird environments where it's all internet based and and we know all the names, but we don't know the faces. So so it's always nice to put a name to a face. Definitely. All right, so let's talk a little bit uh, a little bit about uh, the the free agents that that the Giants signed, former Packers, and and first let's talk a little bit about Blake Martinez. You know, Giants fans were are have been looking for linebacker help. They've been begging for linebacker help for years. It's been you know thirty some years now since the Giants have drafted a, a linebacker in the first round. The last one was Carl Banks, and I think that was nineteen eighty three or eighty four. So it's been a long, long time, you know. And the Giants have tried some free agents over the years, hit and miss. Um, what are they getting in Blake Martinez? I know they're getting a guy you know with a lot of tackles. Um, but is he really an impact defender, or are the tackles sort of uh, sort of a misleading number? Yeah, I think with Martinez, what you have is a guy who um, he will clean up if the line in front of him does a good job keeping him clean. Um, that's his best years and his best games in Green Bay have been when Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels, and some of those bigger guys up front have been occupying the blockers and, and allowing him to flow to the football. He's a fairly instinctive guy, uh, especially in the run game. He, he does um, seem to, to read blocks well, um, to, to, to read to the ball carrier, but he does struggle a little bit shedding blocks and um, you know with some of his athleticism in pass protection. But you're getting a guy who, yeah, he's going to make uh, a lot of sure tackles. Um, you know, he's not going to blow a lot of, of, of tackles. Um, and, and he's got some pretty good blitzing ability as well, if that's something that the, the Giants plan to use him uh, for. You know, he's, he's got some, some real good abilities as, a, as an interior um, blitzer coming off the A-gap. But um, I think the biggest area where you've got to worry about him a little bit is pass coverage, because that's been one of the, the spots where he's been picked on the last couple of years. So is he a terrible pass defender, an adequate pass defender? You know, where, you know what would you say, you know, his uh, his ability level is in pass coverage? I, I would put him somewhere in the below average category. Um, his numbers this past year weren't weren't great. Um, he he tends to not make a whole lot of plays on the football. 
But when he does um, get out in pass coverage, he's at least stopping guys for relatively short gains. But um, you get him matched up against an athletic tight end or a really athletic pass catching running back. Um, you know, we've seen him against like the likes of Christian McCaffrey in the last couple of years, um, Delvin Cook. Those are the matchups where he's really going to struggle is against those real athletic guys. Um, but but yeah, I, I would say somewhere in that below average category, he's not going to absolutely kill your defense with um you know with that ability the Packers still kept him on the field for all three downs he played almost every snap the last three plus years um but it's not going to be something that's going to be a a net positive having him out there um in in pass coverage and as I as I listen to you say that I can just I I I'm envisioning Giants fans you know gnashing their teeth and going crazy and screaming about Dave Gettleman signing uh, another inside linebacker who can't you know cover anybody and, and I just want to remind people Blake Martinez is replacing Alec Ogletree who not only couldn't cover anybody but was the guy calling the Giants' defensive signals and couldn't even get himself lined up right half the time. <laughs> so well, so it's 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 got to be a net gain. Yeah, and, and I will say this for Blake. He's a very intelligent guy, and, and he did the same thing. He called the signals for Mike Pettin's defense in Green Bay, and that's definitely an area, the communication aspect, where, where it should be a positive. Um, he understands the the schemes he will understand um what everybody's supposed to be doing on a given play um stanford educated guy he's he's very intelligent that shouldn't be an issue um you know what he does when he's on the field that that's you know once the the ball is snapped that may be a different story but at least in terms of the the communication aspect and getting people lined up i would have no qualms about that whatsoever with him and are we looking at a guy, you know, if you look at some of the advanced analytics, I think it was Sports Info Solutions that that posted this number that I saw recently about the fact that that his tackles are often made, you know, something like 5 yards beyond the line of scrimmage, which isn't ideal obviously, you know, for for an inside linebacker. Is that something we should be concerned about? Is that something that's that's been impacted you know, more by what happens in front of him, you know, or is he really, you know, what we would call a cleanup tackler? Yeah, I think a big part of that has been the the Packers' just general defensive philosophy is they play light. They always play light. Um, two, sometimes one down lineman, um, usually five or six defensive backs on basically every play. Their base defense last year was effectively a 2-3-6 with a hybrid safety playing linebacker uh, at the other inside linebacker spot um, as well as a slot corner. So the the, the line has, has been light um, ever since Petten arrived for the start of 2018. And um, I think that's at least partially responsible. I think if you, if you are in a, a philosophy that puts more of a – a priority on stopping the run and allowing um, allowing your line to to occupy blockers and, and letting your linebackers flow to the football uh, unimpeded. I think he's going to be better in that type of system. Well, that's good news because the Giants do spend a lot of a lot of capital. You know, obviously with you know signing with having Leonard Williams on the franchise tag and using a first round pick on, on Dexter Lawrence a year ago, they spend a lot of capital on that on that uh, down lineman group. So so hopefully they can provide Martinez a little better cover. 
yeah, that would definitely be a positive for him is, is playing behind a, a very solid defensive line for sure. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the other former Packer who the Giants signed. And, and this, you know, this was a one-year deal. I believe it was $4.6 million. And you have for edge rusher Kyler Fackrell. And for all intents and purposes, Fackrell takes the place of Marcus Golden, who signed a one-year deal a year ago with the Giants and and had a good a really good season for New York uh, but is now a free agent and doesn't appear to be uh, to be coming back what what's the deal with Kyler Fackrell I mean <laughs> 10 10 or 10 and a half sacks in 2018 and then basically a, a bit player last year who who had one sack so so what are the Giants getting here yeah, you, you mentioned exactly the the thing I wanted to point out was was Fackrell's sort of flukish seeming year in 2018 in his third year. Um, that year was that that was the year before. Obviously, the Packers invested heavily in the edge rusher position last offseason, signing Zadarius and Preston Smith. So Fackrell's role was really scaled back for 2019. That's that's the first thing. Um, in 2018, he was playing. Um, he essentially became the team's second starter at outside linebacker opposite Clay Matthews uh, when when Nick Perry basically was was unavailable for the entire year. And in doing that, he played around 60 percent or so of the team's snaps, started about half of the games. The thing with Fackrell was um, his his pressure rate. Uh, was pretty low, um, and I think he he got a very unsustainable um, number of sacks given the number of pressures that he had. I'm looking at at Pro Football Reference right now. He had a total of 18 pass pressures recorded, and he had 10 and a half sacks. I mean, that's not a sustainable rate. Um, he, he he got pressure on the quarterback at a relatively similar rate in 2019. Um, he just didn't have all the sacks to show for it for, for whatever reason. So I think that's more of just a regression uh, for him. But the interesting thing with, with Fackrell, he came out of Utah State as an older player. I think he, he entered the NFL around 24 years old or so. And um, he was a fairly athletic, you know, movable guy, but he was a little on the lighter side. So it, it seemed like he was a little bit of an odd fit for the Packers uh, at that edge rusher position. And it really took him a couple years to to start to carve out a niche as a key reserve on that team. And then again, in, in 2018, he uh, ended up having to take over a, a much bigger role out of necessity. But uh, in this past season, he was essentially the third man in that outside linebacker rotation, um, ended up playing roughly 40% or so of the defensive snaps. And he's, he's also been a key special teams player. Um, I would just be hesitant um, looking at that 10 and a half sack season to think that you're going to see a similar level of production from him if he's a full-time starter, um, just because of how, um, again, the, the pressure rate was low, but the, the number of sacks relative to the pressures was unsustainably high. Sounds like you're you're telling us, you know, obviously I think you use the term flukish, you know, for that ten and a half sack yeah. season. You know, so it sounds like you're telling us that, that we should expect more like what we've seen or, or the numbers he put up in his other three seasons than uh, than what we saw in, in two thousand eighteen. Am I correct? 
Yeah, I think it's more realistic to to expect um, something in the in the range of you know four to six sacks if he plays you know seventy five percent of the snaps. Um, I think that's more of a, a realistic range to to look for from him. Is he a guy who uh, who who can drop and cover and and do some of that if he needs to? Yeah, it's actually interesting. That's actually one of the better parts of his game uh, as an edge rusher. Um, I, I feel like I also remember. Th- thinking back to early on in his career that he he made a, co- a comment early on um, that he was actually felt very comfortable doing that, um, maybe even more so than than rushing the passer in his first year or two with Green Bay. Um, so that's definitely an area where he's got some ability and, and can definitely help out um, if, if those edge rushers are going to be dropping into coverage. I find it interesting that Patrick Graham is now the Giants' defensive coordinator and the one really outstanding, you know, statistical year that Fackrell had came with with Graham as his position coach. I mean, could this be a case of of the Giants maybe, you know, just with Graham sort of trying to recreate what might have happened in Green Bay a, in two years ago? Yeah, that's entirely possible. And, you know, one of the things that we've seen in Green Bay over the last couple of years is guys who are who are ostensibly edge rushers also lining up kind of all over the formation, playing a little bit of inside linebacker, off ball linebacker, um, rushing from a gaps instead of, you know, off the tackle. Um, and I think if you move him around a little bit, that probably gives him some uh, different opportunities to maybe use some different moves and put some different skills to use. And that if if that's the way they're intending on using him, I think that would be a, a good um, a good plan for for Fackrell getting the most out of his his skills. Hey, before I let you go, I have to ask you, you know, about one other player, and that would be, you know, former giant BJ Goodson, who was who was picked up by Green Bay, you know, at the end of, of preseason a year ago, you know, played the year for the Packers. I think he he may have technically been a starter, but I'm not sure he was actually on the field, you know, enough that, you know, was really, that he was really playing starter snaps. And I, I did see that, that the Packers, you know, moved on from him. So I'm just curious what, what you guys got out of, out of BJ Goodson and, and why you let him go. Yeah, I think um, Goodson played a, a solid role as the second off-ball linebacker on the rare occasions when the Packers did play more of a conventional 3-4 um, with those two inside linebackers. Um, again, with with the way Petten likes to play, um, he really loves to put those safeties in that second linebacker spot. Um, so guys like Raven Green and Ibrahim Campbell ended up being the, the players who ended up taking the most snaps there. But um, but Goodson was on the field about 25% of the time or so. Um, certainly provided some some good run support. Um, I think that was the, the biggest thing that, that he brought to the team. Um, and actually, you know, Packers fans were kind of gnashing our teeth a little bit during the NFC Championship game um, when the 49ers were running over, around, and through the defense consistently um, trying to figure out why Goodson didn't get in the game sooner because um, they, they clearly needed to find a way to stop the run, and and that was one of the things that, that Goodson was um, – was excelling at during the season last year. So um, it's a little bit of a, a disappointment that um, maybe he didn't get a chance to um, to get a little bit more playing time last year. Um, 
maybe some of that is due to his fairly late arrival in uh, you know towards the end of training camp. But um, I think you know he he could certainly be um, a, a useful player for for Cleveland. And again, I think he was just a victim of a defensive coordinator who really downplays run defense um, in in favor of putting lighter, more athletic players on the field. All right. Hey, appreciate your spending some time with me for dropping some knowledge on us about uh, Blake Martinez and, and Kyler Fackrell. And, you know, Giants uh, Giants fans, I'm sure, will be will be crossing their fingers and, and hoping for the best, especially uh, especially when it comes to, to Martinez. Yeah, definitely. And and again, with these two guys, they're, they're great locker room guys, great chemistry guys. Um, I got a chance to talk to Martinez at the Combine several years ago. Um, he's he's a great interview, um, and, I, and he's just a, a really good guy. So I'm sure uh, Giants fans will will take in, take a liking to him off the field, and, and hopefully for you guys, um, he'll he'll perform well for you on the field as well. All right, Evan, thank you very, very much for spending some time with me. Take care, stay safe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Ed. Same to you. All right, bye-bye. All right, Giants fans, that's our show for today. We thank you, as always, for listening, supporting Big Blue View Radio, supporting our website. We hope that you follow us on Instagram at big underscore blue underscore view, on Twitter at Big Blue View. Hope that you that you check out our Facebook page on occasion as well. Also, you know, we hope that uh, that everyone is staying safe out there in these very troubling, very dangerous times. We hope you're following the guidelines, doing everything that you can to keep you, your loved ones, and everyone around you safe and healthy. We're doing everything we can here at Big Blue View to keep you guys entertained, to keep everything uh, as normal as possible you know, at Big Blue View Radio and BigBlueView.com. So, you know, keep coming back. We'll keep providing you as much New York Giants content as we can. All right, Giants fans, take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.